Daily Adventure Tales, Episode 18. Show Notes, Road to Vegas. I'm Greg Hemmings. I'm a filmmaker from Hemmings House Pictures, and I'm here at the New Media Expo at Starbucks with Lori. And welcome to Daily Adventure Tales, the podcast about daily adventures for everyday people with your adventure host, Lori Weaver. Awesome. I love that one. Now we'll drink some coffee. There you eh? go. Nice. That's right, eh? Hi, adventurers. I hope you've been having a great week or two. Wasn't that cool? Our opening this week was done by Greg Hemmings from Hemmings House Pictures, and they're a visual production company on St. John, New Brunswick, on the Atlantic coast of Canada. Isn't that neat? And I met Greg when I went to the New Media Expo in Las Vegas. So we're going to start off with Mark explaining exactly what New Media is. Well, new media is kind of all the new stuff that's coming along I don't understand, like webcast and video and podcast and, and all, the, all the things that, uh, that are leading edge, state of the art, you know. That's, that's my understanding as, as to what it is. Now, I have to admit, it was really kind of scary for me to go to the New Media Conference because I'm really a newbie. I just started in September, and I'm learning all the time, and there's a lot of really famous podcasters there like Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, and Pat Flynn, who had standing room only sessions, people who really know what they've been doing, and it's intimidating for me to, to talk to some of these people. But I decided to dive right in, go to the conference, and try to interview as many people as I can, meet as many people as I can, and to soak in what can I do to make myself a better podcaster and a better blogger. And I came away with so many interesting stories and interviews that I just can't fit them all into one podcast. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a few of them for you in this episode, but I'll just make it an ongoing feature for several months probably. I was interviewed by a documentary filmmaker. I interviewed a documentary filmmaker. I went and met people that was their first conference, some people that have been going to conferences for a long time. Just different walks of life. I met a guy who's a cowboy and taking retired cowboys and cowgirls on adventures in Arizona. I met people that knew all about new media and social media, things that I didn't know and couldn't understand and found everyone to be extremely helpful. So I hope you enjoy this first episode, which is basically Mark and my Mark and me going to Vegas in our red convertible, red baby, including our ups and downs, our our disagreements about our road trip, and some of the sentimental reasons why we were happy to go. Hope you enjoy it. an adventure right now. We're on our way to the New Media Conference in Las Vegas and we decided that we would get off the freeway back around Victorville and take the old famous Route 66. And we did do that for about a block, but I think somehow we got onto a road that isn't Route 66, but it's still pretty cool. 
Where do you think we are, honey? Well, we're north of Lucerne Valley heading towards Barstow on 247. But it is just like the Ponderosa or something. It's like all little, I don't know if those are cactuses or Joshua trees or what Joshua these things. trees. Those are Joshua trees, uh, those little trees sticking out. Yep, they're all over the place. I'm going to stop and take a picture. We've been going for a while past all these cool Joshua trees and looking at the hills and come take a look at our website because I put a picture on it of this route. But where are we now, honey? We're about 10 miles south of Barstow on 247. We're south, so Barstow is to the north of us. Yes, Barstow's to our north, about 10 miles. Well, that's good news for me because I think we're gonna get to have some lunch in Barstow. No, I think we'll wait for lunch until Vic uh, Baker. I don't think we're going to wait till Baker. It's like one, it's after one o'clock already. Well, you had an ice cream cone, so basically we're just going to maybe get some fuel in Barstow and then have our regular lunch in Baker. You told me we were going to eat in Barstow. Well, that kept you quiet for a while. We are going to eat it in Barstow. No, we're not going to eat in Barstow. There's a lot better stuff in Baker. There is. Not the bun boy went down with the thermometer. Yeah, but then they have that place with all this stuff in one place. The pizza and the A&W root beer and tacos and all different restaurants in one. That's nothing but a stop and go type thing. We're on a historic adventure and you want me to eat in some piece of you know what, place along the side of the road and hours and hours from now, that's crazy. Well, the food's so old that it is historical. I hope you're kidding. Well, a kinda. What do you mean kinda? Well, you, you know, I, you never know how old that food is out there in the desert. No, I mean, we're really going to stop to eat lunch in bars. No, I don't think so. You are, you said we could stop. There's no good place to eat in Barstow. That's what you said we were going so I could go to the restroom and have something to eat. Well, I don't think, if we see something really nice, we'll, we'll do it. But otherwise, we're kind of better off. I thought when giving you the ice cream cone would have stopped this. Well, that shows you guys some of the reality of our lives, that the challenges that come from our two different biological schedules. I'm definitely a very early rising person, so my hunger happens pretty regularly every three or four hours starting at, say, six in the morning. So for me to go past noon for lunch is usually a bit of a challenge. Since Mark doesn't like to get up until later in the day, he's and he's really not a big eater until late in the day, so he's not even thinking about having something to eat until maybe six o'clock at night. And this causes us endless grief when we're in the car because Mark, I guess this might be a man thing, but 
he wants to get in the car, start going, and darn if you need to stop for using the restroom or for any reason whatsoever. He doesn't like it that you have to stop. I, on the other hand, like to be able to stop and be comfortable and see things, so this can be a bit of a bone of contention. Well, we split the difference on that one. We did stop in Barstow just basically as a rest stop, and I grabbed a, a bag of cashews to nibble on because that place was a madhouse too. I mean, it was crazy. There was a lot of fast food joints and a lot of things, but people were just loads of traffic, lots of people, just a crazy, crazy place. So Mark and I decided to take another hour down the road, heading on 15 towards Vegas, and we're gonna try a stop at Baker. Now, what did we used to like about Baker, honey? The bun boy in the world's tallest thermometer. But I, I think they sold or tried to sell the thermometer. Uh, it was for sale last I, you know, we'll have to check and see what his status is, but it was for sale. And uh, the bun boy became a Bob's big boy and kind of lost a little bit of its status in, on the trip. Well, we'll see. Like, Bob's big boy is where I went with Linda and Noreen on our gal's day out in Burbank. And that's one of the first Bob's big boys, and that place is really, really good. The last time we stopped at the Bob's Big Boy that used to be the Bun Boy in Baker, and I'd have to say I wasn't too impressed with it. Uh, no, it wasn't uh, your typical high-quality Bob's food. So, you know, it just changed management. So maybe they're, you know, maybe they've improved since then. Uh, we'll see. If that place doesn't look good to us, there is a really good place, the Mad Greek and he does some pretty good stuff. We've eaten there, I think, once before. Yeah, we ate there once before, and he has some uh, different food that's pretty good. So we'll let you know how it goes as we continue our way on the road to Vegas. Well, honey, here we are at the Mad Greek Cafe in Baker, and that was quite a meal. Yeah, I would recommend this place to anybody traveling through. It was generous portions and excellent Greek food. Just, just totally cool. I had the kebabs and a Greek salad, and it's more than I can eat, so I won't be able to finish that up. But. It was so good. So, there we go. Yep, I had the chicken, I don't know how to pronounce it. Gyro? Gyro? I think it's a gyro. <laughs> gyro, but their flatbread is homemade, it's super delicious, and we had the fanciest milkshakes in the world. They're made out of ice cream instead of mix and real berries, and so I took a picture of that too. Really fun atmosphere, good place to go. The we, talk, we told you about that the baker used to be famous for having the highest thermometer in the world. And sadly, the structure for the thermometer is still here, but it's been discontinued. So it no longer tells you how hot it is. It used to do that, like with the LED-type light system. And we also stopped by to, we were talking about Bob's Big Boy, but it looks like it went out of business, too. So the shell of the Bun Boy restaurant is there next to the non-working thermometer. 
so that was kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. I have to warn you though, don't eat these little umbrellas. They get stuck in your throat and when you try to pull them out, it hurts like hell. He's kidding. <laughs> so it started out kind of sad to see that the bun boy and the thermometer were kaput on the way to, to Vegas. But the Mad Greek Cafe, we have to say, is a thumbs up and onward on the road to Vegas. One of the cool things about going to this conference is that it was actually hosted at the Rio in Las Vegas. Remember what's really special about the Rio, honey? Well, that was the first place I ever took you in Vegas. What do you mean, took me in Vegas? Well, you know, I grabbed you off the street and forced you into my car, and we drove all night until about 3, 4 in the morning when we arrived at Caesar Palace. Well, he looks like a pirate when he's saying that, but that's not really what happened. <laughs> Let's go back to the truth. Okay. The truth is, is I believe that we had done a square dance and I had uh, made an off remark that, well, let's go to Vegas. And Lori said, okay. And I said, oh, okay. And it was very late at night, and uh, but we uh, got into the car and started driving. And uh, about two, three in the morning, and we ended up in Vegas. Well, it was fun. I remember we stopped at the Zizix off-ramp. You want to tell people what Zizix is? Well, Zizix is off-ramp uh, right outside of Baker. And uh, there's 50 billion theories as to why it's there. there because there's nothing there when you, when you get off the off-ramp, there's absolutely nothing there. Uh, it's just on-ramp and off-ramp, a pretty elaborate one, actually. But um, if it's really late at night, uh, you can see all the stars um, really clearly. Well, I remember that first trip to Vegas. It was so late at night when we took off to, from California to drive to Nevada that I fell asleep on, in the front seat because you had a really big Oldsmobile, but you woke me up at Zizix so that I could see the stars, and it was spectacular. Yes, and it certainly was. And there wasn't quite as much traffic back then, so, you know, we'll have to try that again sometime. I like that because it was very romantic. And then I fell asleep again, and then you woke me up just in time to see the strip for the first time. Oh, my goodness. It was so beautiful. It was like Disneyland on steroids. It was just the, you know, all the flashing neon, and there weren't even half as many casinos, I don't think, as there are today, but it was beautiful. Yeah, and it's still, it's still beautiful. It's uh, basically, uh, the Strip is a very interesting place. It's kind of got a little bit of something for everybody. Well, and you wanted to take me to what you thought was the best casino that you knew of because, you know, you were taking me out on a date. Tell where did you usually stay when you went to Vegas? Well, we stayed at a place uh, next to the airport called the Pink Elephant. 
And by we, he means not me, because I had not been to Vegas before. No, this is, you know, I had made quite a few trips with all kinds of different people, and, and we were always on a tight budget, and uh, the pink elephant was very reasonable. <laughs> so to impress me, you thought you needed something better than the pink elephant. You were that smart. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I figured we'd just pull into Caesar's Palace. I could, you know, play the big shot. And, and uh, when they laughed me out of there, I didn't feel so big. But they did find me a nice place in Reno that called the Rio that was brand new and had all suites. And that's probably why we were able to get to uh, see it because it was brand new and uh, we didn't need a reservation. But you do really actually need to have a reservation if you go to Vegas. It's, it's a very good idea unless you want to sleep in your car. Well, that's a good travel tip, honey. But I was the back on the romantic story part. And the romantic story was that Mark wanted to impress me with Caesar's Palace and he was very disappointed when he couldn't get in there. But the Rio, back when we were first dating, was like, 22 years ago or something like this and it was brand new and it was beautiful and we had a great weekend and this was the first time that we've gone back to the Rio since that first date that we had there yeah this is the very first time we went back and uh, we actually uh, went up to a to a suite and it was a rather large suite and uh, we had a really nice 180 degree view of of the uh, the strip. Now the only the only drawback was it was nice enough but it was kind of dated. So I guess things had changed a little bit in, in over 20 years, but it still it was still a very good view and a clean room and uh, and and um, still a fairly nice place. <laughs> what Mark is trying to say is it was exactly like when we went there at first. <laughs> it's just that 22 years ago, how it was was brand new and sparkling. And just like us, 22 years later, not so new and sparkling, but still we had a good time. And I like going back to the Rio. I like going to Vegas with you, honey. Yeah, that was that was a... Uh, a life experience that uh, that we uh, will remember. I love you. Love you too, babe. finally make it to the Rio that day and had a nice drive despite our earlier bickering, got into the romantic mood and had a nice evening together. I'm going to wrap up this episode with the first couple of interviews that I did on day one of the NMX conference. After I met Greg at Starbucks who opened our show, I had a really good time getting registered with Betty because no matter what we did, it seemed like something was messing up. You know, either we couldn't figure out how a certain registration thing should go or what my name was right, just all kinds of different things. But I love Betty and the hardworking ladies and gentlemen who worked registering us. And for the whole rest of the conference, every time I went by, they'd wave at me and I'd wave at them and they'd say, there goes Lori, and I felt like a million bucks. Hey, Betty, hey, registration ladies, I hope you're listening. 
Fabula. Hi, I'm here at the NMX, the New Media Expo in Vegas. We finally got here after that god off. I'm sorry, that gosh darn traffic. And I'm here with Betty, and I got up here bright and early to get my badge at the for the expo. So Betty, how was I as a retiree sign up? I mean, retiree. Shoot, as a conference signer upper. Well, you were great. Um, a little bit challenging though, because this was you were my first one for today. So going into the system, it always gets interesting. And there were some little things we had to work out. See, I told them I was the secret registrar, like the secret soft, the secret shopper. But now they know all of the challenging questions because I was my own worst nightmare. I was the girl with coupons in the fast lane. <laughs> But anyway, good luck today, and thank you for the pleasant registration experience. Well, you're welcome. Okay, registering people, say hello. Hi. Hi. And they're all going to listen to Daily Adventure Tales. <laughs> yes, we will. All right, thanks. After registration, I tried to figure out where I was. I sat down on a bench to try to find a map, and I ran into the first interview of my day, Hope. It was her first conference, too. Hi, I'm sitting here on the bench with Hope, and both of us are looking in vain for a map so that we can find our first sessions. <laughs> Hi, Hope. Why are you here at the New Media Expo? Hi, Lori. Um, I'm here just um, on an adventure, really. I'm at a time in my life I've been in sales for 20 years for a pharmaceutical company, and I, that, it's been a great 20 years, but I just feel like it's time to try something new, and um, social media, the new world, uh, I feel like I need to make that transition, and so I know no one. And I'm just here to see if maybe this is the path that I should go down. Well, now you know me. Yeah, I'm Lori. I'm one new friend. <laughs> Thank goodness. So you're not a blogger yet or a podcaster, but do you have any inkling of what direction you might like to go? Like what resonates with you? What sounds fun? Well, well blogging, but I, really my thought was how to, um, I'm in doctor's offices all day, and I see the medical community is not going into social media very quickly. And I, I don't I feel like maybe transitioning in a helping role to help um, people become more in tune with the future. Healthcare's changing. Providers are stuck in um, a different century, and uh, their their patients are not. And I just feel like maybe there's an opportunity there. But blogging that that does interest me. So we'll see. Who knows? Well, you know, we kind of have the same audience because because I am a baby boomer, mm -hmm. even though I'm a late boomer, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the tail end. Well, close to the tail end. But I noticed, like my doctor just now went to the online system, you know, where I get my health records and my test results. But a lot of people in my friends don't know how to go online and get their health results. You're right. You're exactly right. But, you know, there, and with so many retirees and the older um, people, that's not as important um, just because they're not as computer savvy. But everyone younger than that, I mean, they seek their health information on the Internet, um, which is pretty scary. Um, but their doctors are very frustrated by that. But um, I feel like providers really do need to kind of get in. Um, you know, they're very knowledgeable and they're missing the boat in life. Lots of, lots of ways. 
I think so too. I get frustrated both ways. I hate filling out that same medical form over and over again, especially since these days you're not guaranteed to keep your same doctor like we used to for years right. on end. But I'm also frustrated because like with my mom or, or other people, they have a hard time accessing when the, the providers do change over. So I could see a real niche for your expertise in a blog because right. actually the the older folks and also the less tech savvy are more likely to read a blog. Right, that's true. You're exactly right. And and I think um, people, 2014 is a big year. Healthcare is a huge topic. And consumers, patients, and providers are afraid. And so if, you, if I could help people um, to learn and have knowledge and not be afraid, um, I would feel like I had done something good. So we'll see. Well, this is an awesome interview, Hope, so thank you so much. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Lori, and maybe we'll find a map to where we're going. <laughs> I hope so. It's pretty amazing in Las Vegas, let's just say. 24-7, folks, 24-7. <laughs> What song did you choose for this week's broadcast? Well, I think you're really going to like it, honey. It's called Dusty Road by Colonel Tripp and Captain Future. Well, Colonel Tripp and Captain Future sounds very interesting. Yep. It's from their album, Campfire on Bubble Mountain, and they described themselves originally when they started singing as 70s youth. 70s youth trapped between folk Jesus hippie blues and the great punk explosion. So even though this was released in 2012, it reminded me about you and your VW bus and going on a road trip. So I thought it was great for our trip to Vegas. Well, I'm sure looking forward to it. You like that kind of 70s youth hippie vibe type music? Well, I guess I'll find out. <laughs> well, I think you'll like it. <laughs> okay, so get ready for Dusty Road by Colonel Tripp and Captain Future. Around as a one-man show 
could you tell? I've nothing to say and nothing to sell. Sometimes I listen, sometimes I scream and shout and yell. I'm just a journeyman, trying to find out who I am. I'm learning as I speak. But I'm tired and feeling weak Nowhere that I call home With no one to telephone Inside I feel alone Like a dog who's lost its bone Dusty road, hot sun overhead. Hey, dusty road, I keep on going like I'm being led. My whole life's going round and round. Round inside my head Hey, traveling man Maybe we can stay right here Hey, traveling man Forget our troubles and forget our fears We'll keep on moving on For years and years and years Just a traveling man Trying to find out who I am On this long and dusty road That's a wrap. For more information, visit dailyadventuretales.com.